Welcome to the Investment Cuddle. I'm Gary and I'm here with Philip and Keith. And today on the podcast, we're going to talk about information and data sources. So what type of data sources are we using? What's out there? And what can be useful and interesting for the individual investor or trader? So there's different types of data sources from a macro perspective. So looking at global trends, micro perspectives, it could be looking at trading, looking at individual company shares and funds. So that's exchange traded funds, ETFs, OICs, open-ended investment companies and investment trusts. We'll take you through what data sources we use or what we know of, whether these are free to access or whether there's some paid subscription for those and share some of our favorite information and data sources. And so if we're then, I guess, trading, which brings in a different element to how you access data and what you use it for, usually over a shorter period than we've been talking, what sources of trading data are we using? Well, I must admit, this is one where you probably find your broker doesn't give you information to that level of granularity. Although you get sort of live pricing, it tends to be the number at the top of the screen, not the price, the actual graph you're looking at. That still can be up to 15 minutes out of date. So although you've got the live price you're looking at, you don't see whether they go up or down just recently unless you're physically looking at it every second. You probably need to go to somebody else or pay extra for that next level of data. Because you did mention earlier on about putting bands on graphs and things, but that's not, it needs to be live, doesn't it, if you're trading? Probably. Uh, Keith, would you like to add anything at this point? Trading data sources? Just in terms of that conversation, I know you've been gathering raw data, but I mean, in terms of if you were going to trade on a day to day basis. Well, you've been talking about a look at our groups and you're saying, you know, how a source of, uh, a source of a lot of the, your data. Um, and I look at Hargreaves for a fund or something like that and I get a picture of a graph. Yeah. Well, that's no good to me. But that's if you're a trader. If you're not a trader, well, I don't know whether it's any good to anybody. Well, I, I use it. Yeah, and I would argue I, well, I use it as well. It's all this information. Well, I think that's the thing. As, as a long-term investor, you're not necessarily collating well, you? what your decision. If you're not, why have you got to keep all this in your head? Oh no, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say in your head. I think what perhaps we're alluding to is you're sitting there saying, "Well, you will." You know, for example, when you look at owning an investment trust or an OIC, you're turning around and going, I'm interested in its annual performance. I'm interested in what did it do last week or, you know, what's it doing today because I might want to top up a fund. And when does it pay its dividend? And when, yeah, when does it pay its dividend? So actually the time frame is much longer and therefore the general trend is something you can pick up, like uh, Philip was saying earlier, you pick up the, the chart and go, yeah, I can see I can see the trend. But what I'm not doing is looking at something like, right, where's the resistance level for that? Because I want to turn around. So if I'm, if I'm looking at a fund, I'm not interested in resistance levels of the fund, let's say. Whereas on an individual stock, I might be looking at it going, well, that trend looks like it's got to get beyond a certain point because there's resistance at a certain price. If it breaks that point, then you think, well, yeah, we're, we're off to the races. And you might look at buying that because it's it, it's trending upwards. But that's – so I use um, StockSpy as an app, which you can put the, the, the bands on and you can do some analysis and you can look at the time frame. And is it live? Just about as live as I need it. 
but for that's but that's much more for American Canadian you know for non UK stocks I would use that for because their data tends to be better than some UK based providers of data. <laughs> I think it's just say all of the stockbrokers that I've used in the UK don't have great data on non UK shares. Period. But it's also worth thinking about when you have investment trust because you have the net asset price and the share price. You can go from dividend. You can go from premium to discount. When looking at its, should we say, resistance level, I've often been caught out of going, yeah, the resistance level of the underlying shares, the net asset value, went smashed through the resistance level. The shares, on the other hand, didn't. So I just, the, the discount is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then eventually it snapped. So it can be different when you look at investment trust going, which which resistance to what? Yeah, and I think that's when you look oh. at trading. You're not going to trade an investment trust, I wouldn't suspect, because you've got, as we've said on the previous podcast, you've got fees, taxes, et cetera, et cetera, to think about there. So you want to be looking at more, well, depending on the size of your portfolio, but you want to be looking at chunks of, of that to buy. Individual stocks, you could argue that you can get in and out or whether it's a commodity or something. So I wouldn't want to be using a platform's data if you're a long-term investor to do trading. I've not seen one that would do that other than perhaps IG. Maybe Saxo with the other data services they sell. Yeah, and, and that's something that I've not, you know, I've not accessed, so I can't comment on that. But certainly IG, I would say, historically, I've seen how it performed and it and it gave you live enough data that you could react. But I think, again, the trading is a different, a different game, isn't it? Because, you're, yeah, your time span is diff- potentially very different. You need to be on the ball with it. Because be you're not looking there to hold it for 10 years. Whereas many investment trusts and unit trusts, my initial plan, we're gonna, I want to buy stuff I want to hold for a long time, not just to get in, get out. Yeah, and I guess if you're talking about collating data, you might turn around and say, well, you know, whether you're collecting your data weekly or monthly, you want to know general trends. You're not looking, you know, what do you mean when you say collate it? Are you so, so I think we're, you know, we're looking at it from, it's like a different world. Quite probably. It's, it is like a different world. But I'm looking at that and going, they're, they're, it's like they're making it really difficult for you to make an investment decision. You know, they're, they're obs- they have the data to produce that chart. They're not giving it to their, you probably find their subscribers. You probably find their licensing terms do not allow them to do any other one chart format. Because when you were looking, even when you look at their, you go to the London Stock Exchange, data is a commodity and you yeah. pay for it. You want raw data. That is very valuable. Right. You pay for that. So that, even though from most of stockbrokers, it comes from either Bloomberg or Thomson Reuters or whatever. Thomson Reuters has now called itself, now it's been bought by the London Stock Exchange. I've forgotten what they call themselves now. That comes in tiers of licenses because you get it's free if it's 15 minutes out of day because they publish that on their own yeah, website. But if you want a tabulated format, you pay for it. So you've got to go, you've got to trawl through hundreds of funds to make your investment decision. And you've got a picture of a, of a past performance of that fund. And then you've got to go somewhere else for, you know, to be honest, that's what I've looked at when you're talking. But, you know, let's have a look. So just for the tape, Keith is waving his hands. No, but it's, but it's an interesting point about Hargreaves, Keith, just because Hargreaves know their clients pretty well. Mostly they turn around and go, did Lindsay Train outdo Fundsmith? Do you know what I think about when I look at Hargreaves? And I think about the chap on uh, million dollar traders who was buying <laughs> British gas. How are you comparing hundreds of funds with a picture of a graph for each one? 
Well, they do compare. Obviously, last year I did six percent. The year before that, I did seven. Well, absolutely. How do you compare them? But this, but this is where we turn around and saying there's no, there's no easy answer to that question. If you were turning around and saying, let's go back to the interactive investor investment trust example that they put out or have been putting out for the last three or four years, and you turn around and say they've got you know ten investment trusts and investing quarter of a million pounds. And you and they and they do an update every year and say, look, we did well, we did badly. So you sit there going, those are the sorts of things that Philip and I will look at and go, right, so they picked that fund over that fund this time for these reasons. So what you're actually doing is I don't want to say we're scrabbling around for data, but it's been hard earned to turn around and say, the AIC is a really good source. Your broker's not bad because they give you quite a lot. And, you know, you remember the story when I said, about where, where did we start with, you know, Fundsmith? Page 10 of Google stumbled across their website, had a look at the data and went, well, they're doing well compared to everybody else. That that sounds like it must be a scam, well, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> at the point, didn't and it? More recently, <laughs> more recently, we have Blue Whale. You know, I've just heard that Peter Hargreaves has, founded, has paid up most of the money for Blue Whale. What's this Blue Whale? Yeah. Looking up and going, it's matching Terry Smith, but the funds are tenth of the size yeah but not only keith are you then turning around and saying what i want to do is have a look at a a fund and how it's performing but i actually don't want the big fund and how it's performing i want to find the next fundsmith the next blue whale that's even more difficult because the data on that how do you know you're looking for snippets in news articles magazines somebody's you know somebody's heard something on bloomberg you just you're looking for little snippets, little nuggets that says, oh, such and such, you know, are doing well or have created a new fund. You're also looking for not the big names because most people, if you go to most of the newspapers, only talk about Jupiter, Aberdeen Standard, Fundsmith now because he's famous. If you did a web search on the top performing funds, you're probably going to get on the first page Fundsmith, maybe Lindsay Train, um, Scottish Mortgage Good. Investment Trust. You know, and, and there'll be Morgan, others. Uh, global growth, Jupiter something, Aberdeen Standard. Yeah, there'll be uh, some small companies. companies, funds or something. But you'll also look at that and go, do I want any of those funds on the front page? To be honest, oh, for me, I don't. What I want is to find the next blue whale or the next whatever it is. Who is it who's not famous yet? Because, yeah, exactly. I want that fund at, you know, maybe it's 100 million. Because you look at it and go, well, you wanted to invest in Terry Smith's Fundsmith when it was 100 million. Mm. It's now 20 odd billion. Yeah. And you're going, well, somewhere between 100 million and 20 billion was the point to get in. And you then sit there going, well, that's the same with Blue Whale. I think Blue Whale may be scraping it's a billion, billion now. now. But it's still 20 times smaller than Terry Smith. Yeah, it's what, three, four years old. And it's taken a little while, but it's just starting to get. Traction because they're getting. I think Investors Chronicle. They've been talking about it. They've also uh, interviewed the the fund manager. So you're certain going. Well, I wanted to get into his fund two years ago, or eighteen months ago, because now he's too fa- he's too he's, he's too popular. Too I'm just going to run the. I'm just going to run that up until a point where I'm happy to get out and pick the next fund. How do you do that? So that, that says to me that really what you what you're wanting to do is you want recently created funds. With a low AUM. 
Yeah, I, I want something uh, that's maybe been running at least eighteen months. Eighteen months, but is but is looking like it's investing in something that for the next ten years is going to run because then I can just yeah, okay. you, can, you can buy and hold. So so, but I'm, I'm you know thinking about the filter that that Gary's describing there, yeah. and that that, and, that filter yeah. is not easy does not exist. And there's no uh, there's no there's nothing on Reddit or what's that TikTok. This. You've got to try and get. If you're in the sea now, trying to find a bit that isn't famous. Yeah, and I, and I think that's where you know. Come back to the point of this podcast was to say, well, where do you look? I think if you're looking for the the oddball, the newcomer, I don't know. Other than just reading and looking and reading and looking, do you ever trip over those? Because you know, we've been. Well, it was more luck than judgment that we came across Funsmith when we did. Yeah. Similar with Blue Whale. Blue Whale was an article you'd read, I think, when mm-hmm. they first created, and we said, "Well, okay, well, let's, well, let's we're watch, we're watch and wait." Yeah. And yeah, so it's so I think from that point of view, it's really difficult. So actually, whatever the platform is providing in terms of data doesn't help that question because it's I would all have there. Thought it doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it doesn't help. <laughs> but even when it comes to like um, investment trusts, there's been a few recently where I've noticed. A few times in Money Week, and even once in the FT, uh, the Canadian Investment Trust uh, was it begins a CM, something Murrayfield. Oh, middle, mi- yeah, middle, middlefield Canadian. That's it, middlefield Canadian. Trust. And I'd never heard of that anywhere apart from when you told me about it. And now it's just coming up quite a few times. It's come up with um, Money Week by two of the different um, writers, and I've read something. And again, it might have even been in the Investors Chronicle, the guest bit they put in the FT. Yes, because they've said it's essentially Canadian stock markets out of favour, like pretty much every other stock market apart from the America, US. Because it's, it's it's, although it's in North America, it's just not the NASDAQ, therefore. Absolutely, matter. but of course, what's been going well in Canada, or just generally, is real estate, house, house, house prices for everybody else, and energy, and all these other things. And you sit there going, well, yeah, absolutely. If you want to buy something that's cheap. But you sit there going, and I don't know what that's gone up this year. Let's say it's gone up 15%. You don't want to be buying it now. No. <laughs> you wanted to be buying it last year when everybody went, nah, don't fancy that. Mm. And that's the problem. How do you know what those future trends are? And it comes back to our very uh, original point on, on the podcast, which was your macro. When you're looking at your macro view of where on earth is this economy heading, and I do mean the economy, and I know you can break it down into different, no, not, not the UK or the US, you know, where are those trends coming? And you might turn around and say, as we've talked before about, well, it's the, the whole world is going into recession. So therefore, hold on to, you know, safe assets or actually everything's off to the races and you just need to get in and, 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 and just and just let it let it run. That still comes back to the whole, even if you're in a buy and hold mentality. Because you, you're trying to stop yourself from overbuying when things aren't doing well. But buy before everyone else has realised. Miners were a great example last year. They were beaten up for six years, but it's only last year did they start moving. Still beaten up, though. No, nothing like they used to be. Things were paying six, seven percent. That's really beaten up. In this okay. low inflation environment, people still did not want to touch it. Okay, so that's a good point. Then you sit there going, "How do you know?" Because nobody's got a crystal ball. How do you know, or at least get an early signal that certain things are changing? Like, for example, inflation, which I didn't really want to mention today, because everybody's talking about inflation on it's whatever so inv- investment 
finance broadsheet or otherwise, you, you listen to it at the moment, everyone's going, inflation, great. But if you mention inflation, I don't want to know about inflation today because it's right. already off and running, right? The, ho- the horse race has started. In fact, we might be around the, so the final furlong, right? And everyone's going, oh, I think I might buy inflation. No, 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 no. How did you know that this was going to kick off? Well, what it's when, source? It's when Jack tweeted. Is that Jack Maher? <laughs> <laughs> Twitter Jack. <laughs> Steeple Jack. Steeple Jack. Cracker Jack. Yeah, that's, that, that's showing our age now. Twitter Jack. <laughs> but go on. So uh, what sources have we got? to find out where we're heading. Because actually, when you're buying funds, shares, trading, whatever, you want to know what to be yeah. buying that's heading in the right direction. And it's been interesting, Money Week and Investors Chronicle and the FT have been for quite a while talking about there's pockets of inflation in different bits. It's just now they're going, these pockets are not just isolated, they're getting they're more and more sectors. So they've been talking about inflation last year in certain sectors. But it was at the time it's all going, well, it's only there at the minute. And now it's all going, well, it's, that, it's that sector and that sector and that sector. Okay. So it's a general thing they've been mentioning about. So leading the witness slightly, is there a source of information that would have told you what those guys are talking about now last year? Is there anybody out there that can give you those signals, that process? Did he also used to play? Ice hockey by any chance. <laughs> Go on, are we going to give an honourable mention to the mucker? Well, is there anybody else out there that said inflation 12 months ago? We should be in buying inflation. Because I, I don't know of anybody. Because you, you would have to be fairly brave to turn around and go, right, I'm going to go and buy energy stocks. You would have to be. Everyone because they were beaten up. Oh, Everyone would thought I'd be an idiot buying miners we, this summer, last summer. Had energy prices on the floor, oil miners. So, okay, so question yeah. still remains. Who would we? Who would we use? Or who are we using? Sure. Hashtag fear the winter. <laughs> He's gone short. Everybody else goes right. That's a trade. Why is the whole world switch switch long? Because Keith's gone short. Let's just flare some gas, shall we? Who are we relying on for that signal information source? Is there anybody? Well, you know, their guest um, writer, the back of Money Week every week, has been talking about it for the last ten years. Oh, that, that, that's, um, that's Brian, Brian Bonner? Yeah, because he lives in Argentina. You know, well, they have a generally current collapse every four years, so this is just part of the normal business cycle. But, yeah, but I mean, that, that I always start with the Money Week at the back, the back, yeah, the back page because it's just the best article in the whole wow. magazine, frankly, because he just goes, bang, that's your subject. And, no, he oh, feels, okay. and he feels like going, all you have to remember is... It's slightly opinionated, but very much on the, on the money, hmm. generally talking about podcasts yeah. because this is a podcast and there's lots of other podcasts on financial uh on the financial subject so is there any other sources that you want to raise mention i mean I, I for me i know we're not going to talk mention podcasts but for me when we talk the, the macro stuff macro voices is is, is my go-to source of information let's say and, and you know it's a listening one which is kind of if you if you like your podcasts that's a, that's a good source because i just like the way that they will get somebody in on a subject that's topical, plus have a look at what the market's done that week, and the only thing I could kind of work out that they don't really know which direction it's going, but at least give you that. The only thing is, when it comes to looking at uh, macroeconomics and just the economics of the world, the only thing like in the last fifteen years, what I've observed is no one seems to have a, a clue really about all things at all times, and those who are running policy governments seem to have less of a clue more of the time more of the time than they do when they do have it. Uh-huh. So what I've found is you want to read very broadly 
those views that you agree with and those views that you strongly disagree with, because the world is never quite as polarised as you think. It's understanding the two extremes and working out where the middle is, because that's probably more likely to be it than one or the other at every moment of the time. Yeah, I, th- I think in terms of summary then, that's kind of a good way of looking at it, because you turn around and say, well, actually, I think you come back to where is your investment style sitting? And as we chatted about earlier on, about short, medium, long term, work that out first. It might be a blend of those, but even so, do that and then find the sources of information that sit with your investment style, because actually, there's just so much stuff out there, actually. And some of it's good and some of it's not so good. But I think the key point for me out of that is don't spend too long listening to the rhetoric. Yeah. There is just so much noise and you can get bowled along with the, you know, we won't mention specific companies, but, you know, there's all sorts of companies where people say, oh, you, you know, this company's doing great and that company's doing great. But, and you're going, don't chase and don't buy the stuff that you think everybody else is buying. You know, don't follow the herd. Well, that's um, the worst advice going at the moment. Before every crash, it's everyone's, you, you should just follow the herd. Just don't ask questions. Just buy what everyone else is buying. Don't ask what it is until it crashes. And then it's, oh, well, that was stupid. Well, I never ask what it is. Milavani? He says, sorry, I can't hear you. can't hear you. You're not coming through. I think he was on CNBC. Oh, I was him. CNBC. He, he was giving some kind of, uh, he was talking some stock up. And, uh, and they said, oh, so what do they do? And he's like, pardon? I can't hear you. <laughs> We've got a bad line. What do they do? No, no, can't hear you. <laughs> Not, I don't know, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Read my no, lips. I can't hear you. So, and, then, and then he just lost it on uh, social media. Um, we're posting things like uh, giving the bird while he's driving, before he drives off in his uh, Lambo. <laughs> and then... <laughs> and then at the shooting range going this is how I treat folks that, uh, that, that diss me on social media or something you know actually he's quite an old man you wouldn't know that because uh, he still uses the photo from when he was 27 but um, <laughs> hang on don't we all <laughs> don't we all probably no I'm not seeing that one it's really. probably not made TikTok is that why you've not seen it almost certainly <laughs> <laughs> I mean where do you go for your financial information if you don't go TikTok, Insta, Reddit? Well, where do I go? I go, I go you know, I will read. So you're not in groups on Telegram? Nope. But like, how do you know what's the next coin to buy? Well, but we don't. I think that's my, that's my point. For, <laughs> I'm not for interested. Individual, long-term investors don't do any of that. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. We basically do the exact opposite. I know we're supposed to be saying this is education and, and it's certainly not advice. But there is my principle there is, is don't do that. Don't do, don't get on the rhetoric. <laughs> you miss the Shiba Inu coin move. Are we just okay. all? That, you feeling a bit silly? I I'm feeling desperately silly because I thought that was a resort where you go on your holidays. <laughs> I got confused. I bought the Shabu Shabu coin. That sounds like something out of Teletubbies. Well, I was gonna I was gonna say I thought it was something out of um, <laughs> what's the uh, Aladdin or something. <laughs> Maybe I'm showing my age, but I, I think from my point of view is. Well, if you're not on TikTok for your investment advice, mm-hmm. yeah, I think so. Yeah, well, it sounds it. And, I, and I think, actually, I would turn around and say, I don't, I'm not interested in the noise. What I want to know is, within the noise, can I see there's trends of things that are happening? And don't get me wrong, you know, let's not upset the uh, crypto crowd and say, you know, should you, should you 
not be in that. How do you know what's going to go? Uh, what's going to moon next? I just don't know what you you know. Well, that's that's you know. I I can still go back to the principle that long term, steady investment. You've got to be patient, and patience does not come from leaping onto the latest trend, whether you make money on it or not. Okay. That's that's not patience in my book. Patience in my book is do your research, look at the things that suit you and your investment style, and that's what you're buying. You don't go and buy the latest fad, but that's because that's a personal choice. It brings you back to what are you interested in. If you're interested in chasing the latest crypto coin or commodity or whatever, that's your style. And you either make success of that or you don't. But what I think we're saying is, well, if you want to be boring like us 27-year-olds, get the sources that work for you, be patient, keep your eye on what it is your goal is. I thought thought what you were saying was do your own research and hold on for dear life. Yeah. Well, I think I think you are. <laughs> but what I was also going to say was, you know, pretty much what the kids are saying. Yeah, well, this just is it. Abbreviated. I quite like um, a roller coaster, yeah, but I, you know, I don't know what white papers you're reading and uh, what NFTs you're buying. I don't know. What? I don't think I bought any. <laughs> what? No, and I, I, but where do you go for your non-fungible token? I don't because I can't. I'm, I, I want, if you can't buy it, I don't he, want it. He goes down the arcade. That's what he's got. B Y R B Y T E. Is that what you talking about? So yeah, but no. But my my final point on this is just you know I was going to say find like-minded people to talk about this with, but Keith and I seem to be on completely different ends of the spectrum all of a sudden. But that but that's good because you then get. A difference of opinion mm. and i think one of the benefits for us is that we've got people around us that are like-minded but also are not, not <laughs> and come from a different perspective and then challenge what you're doing and if you can find those people either within your your friendship groups or find people through you know those those platforms that are available that's great isn't it yeah I think we just set Keith onto a into a spin, but no, I I genuinely think you've just got to be able to talk to other people about what you're doing and get them to critique it because there's no good having people that agree with you all the time. I'm, I'm just coming to the realization that you know you're going to try and put this some of this in, aren't you? What stuff, Keith? There's some of this. No, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't dare. So, so I think in summary, then we're just saying find your own investing style, and then once you know that. You can access those sources, some of the ones that we've talked about today, but there are lots and lots of others out there. And for the ones that we've mentioned, they'll be in the information on the podcast, so the links are there. So have a look at those if any of those were of interest. But again, we said don't spend too much time on the rhetoric that's out there. You know, Try and give, be patient in your investing style. Keep your eye on whatever your prize is and try and stick to your process. And as we said, there's value in having data sources, but actually there's there's even more value in having people around you that do and do not agree with you. And you can go through those rationales because we, the whole principle of us starting this podcast was we got to a point where we're sitting there having these conversations going, well, actually, some of this might be useful to other people. Let's try and put it down into some sort of <laughs> usable format. But that's where it starts, doesn't it? You turn around, I'm going to go and do X, Y, and Z, and you go, Philip, 
No, don't do that. Have you and for these reasons? Yeah, absolutely. So, just say thanks to Philip and to Keith, and we'll see you next time. This programme has been presented for information and educational purposes only. None of the information or content of the programme is to be taken as an offer, opinion or recommendation by the programme's hosts or guests to buy or sell securities. Nor is it intended to provide legal, tax, accounting, commercial or financial advice. Opinions and comments are based on information from sources believed to be reliable. All investing involves risk as prices go up or down based on a number of factors. Always consider consulting a financial professional before investing.